Beast OCR proudly presents BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by GH Under's Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to BeastNet. Hello everyone, this is Mike here with the BeastNet. Um, I got a different episode for you today. Normally I call someone, we're on the phone, I've been having some issues with that recording. So I'm trying what I've always wanted to do anyway, is have like a little almost studio set up in my house. And this episode is going to be a fun episode and I'm going to have you get to know me a little bit more. Um, And also I've got my son here, Benton, for any of you that haven't met him yet. And we're going to talk about him and his his journey to get a trifecta this year. So how you doing, Benton? Good. Good. Yeah, he's going to be a talker, I can tell. Uh Um, (laughs) So... What got you into, to, to, what made you start doing these races? Like any uh, of them. I mean, what was your first? Your first was a Survivor, right? Uh, yeah, I think the Survivor was my first mud run. Yeah. And then my first actual obstacle course race that, like, wasn't, you know, lame uh, was <laughs> Battle Frog, which yeah. you never got to do because yeah, sure. I did it in your place. You did. I, that was, I had a broken foot and uh, Benton did the, the Battle Frog in my place. Um, because I couldn't, obviously. Um, how was that one? That was your first like real obstacle course, and you you got to do it without me. I mean, it was you, yeah. Stevie, uh, Christina, Christina. Uh, I'm going a hard time remembering who else was there. There was a few. Uh, yeah, but how was that? How, how was that for you? Uh, it was pretty hard. It was the first time I really had to deal with a lot of my uh, fear of heights. And since then, I've gotten a lot better at dealing with that. He he has. So, continue? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't really know what else to say about it. It was pretty hard, but not as hard as some of the other things I have done since. Yeah, and and, I mean, that was kind of the thing, is I I was kind of upset because I didn't get to do that battle frog, but that was literally like two weeks after I broke my foot, and... So I gave Benton my my uh, my entry, and he got to do it, and you know he enjoyed it. Um, you were what fourteen at that time? I think so. Yeah, because it was two years ago, and he's sixteen now. If you do the math, but <laughs> so I think it was actually three years ago. No, it was two years ago. It was two thousand sixteen when I broke my foot. Okay, yeah. Because fifteen was the first year that I did Spartan and got my trifecta. So, and then. After Battle Frog, you did Warrior without me. Yeah. Who did I do that one with? I think I did I think it with that Stevie. one with Stevie again. Yeah, that was Stevie again. Stevie was kind of your race buddy that that summer because I couldn't race. Yeah. Um. Because you did Warrior and then you did the Spartan. Yeah. The Washougal. Yeah, I did how, the Washougal. How was that, with Stevie? Ah. Uh, at the time, that was probably the hardest thing I've ever, I had ever done. And the only, the first thing to really trump that was uh, the super uh, earlier this year. Yeah. Well, you did because that was your first year Washougal. Then you did Washougal again last year with me. Yeah. And that was the first and time you then I did me. Seattle super. Yeah. And that was the the famous part where you told me to f off before we went up the one hill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I got it. I mean, for anybody who did that race, that Seattle race was brutal. I mean, it was... I mean, would you agree that it was the Super was harder than the Beast? Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that was that was crazy. That was a crazy race. And that, and that was probably the hardest part with me talking him into doing the Beast. Was that super was so brutal. And he's like, there's no way I can do another, you know, four or five miles on top of that. So, so what... You did the Super with me this year, and then you did Wash Your Glow again. So what made you decide to finally do The Beast? Uh, everyone was encouraging me, and, like, like everyone was saying it would be easy for me if I had done the Super back in April, and uh, it was easier than the Super, yeah. yeah. Uh and I a little bit of it was like the idea of finally getting my trifecta after like three years yep. and like that sort of motivated me and yeah it's awesome I mean and, I, and I'm so proud of you for doing it I mean it's you're 16 years old and you already have your first trifecta so that was awesome. I mean, and it was awesome to do it with you. I got to do all three races with you this year. Yeah. So, which was awesome. Um, so, what what are your plans next year? What do you want to do next year? Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I might do the same races again next year. Because uh, I've never really traveled for a race before. Not yet, no. Yeah. We haven't made you travel yet. So, and ne- next year I think it's going to be the, pretty much the same travel for me as it was this year. So I can try and actually do next year what I tried to do this year. Um, and what I did last year. Last year I got the three times trifecta, but this year I couldn't because, well, Hurricane Lane. Stupid yeah. Lane. But, so, what would you say to someone who is thinking about doing these races but is afraid to? Well, if people like me and my dad can do it, like, basically anyone can, like... <laughs> not sure if that's an insult or not, but okay. Hey, I'm insulting both of us at the same time, it's okay. Uh, he gets that from me. <laughs> uh, just, like, find something to motivate you, and just keep rolling on, and just do it. What's your excuse, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's your excuse? Nice. So, do you enjoy it? Do you love it? Yeah. Do you? That's good. What you? What did you think? Because we just did Warrior, what, last weekend? What did you think of Warrior this year? This was your third? No, because you didn't do it last year, but you did the year before. Yeah. So this was your second time doing Warrior. What did you think of the new location? Um, it was... I don't remember too much from the first warrior I did. Yeah, he takes a lot of hits to that. Ha. I usually protect my head, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my head's basically the only thing I don't hit. It was it, w- it was harder. This one was harder. It had a lot more hills. Um, normally, you're used to warrior being a flat, easy course. Um, it's considered one of the easier ones around here. The way they did it this time with the hill and with everything else. I mean, the first mile was almost straight up hill. Yeah. Um, so the hills, everything else, it made it a much better, enjoyable course for me. 
Um, it made it more difficult. I get, I, I have issues sometimes on like when Survivor moved and became so easy that you know I could have slept through it. Um, there, there was a few of them that have done that where they went from being a little bit difficult to so easy it was ridiculous. Um, Mud Factor, I ran that one in thirty like thirty two minutes. So anybody who knows me knows that thirty two minutes for me to do a five k with obstacles is ridiculous. Me doing a 5K by itself in 32 minutes is ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, Mud Factor, I mean, it just it became so easy. It was just, it wasn't worth the money. Um, so it was good to see Warrior step up. I was happy to see Warrior step up and make it a little bit more of a difficult race. Um, one thing I kind of want to do with this episode, too, is kind of talk about, I mean, I've mentioned over a few times kind of the path that I've taken to get here. Um and I kind of wanted to go on that a little bit more. Um, I know I've mentioned in the past, you know, I started my my Spartan races started with Montana in 15. But uh, what some people don't know is my, my obstacle course actually started Gladiator. was my first obstacle course race. And that was back in 2010, I believe. 2010 or 2011, one of those years. That was my first obstacle course race, and I loved it. But I couldn't find anybody else that wanted to really do them with me. So I never really continued doing it a whole lot until, you know, a few years later, I started doing Mud Factor with a few friends. And I did the Hell Run. And I did some of those, you know, some of the ones that aren't even, you know, Hell Run isn't even around anymore. Um, did some of those. And started to enjoy it. And it wasn't until, you know, 2015 when I, I got hooked up with the Beasts, you know, right before Montana. That I really, you know, found my 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 people, so to say, and and started doing the races even more, because um, really Spartan started with me as I went with some friends to the Washubal race in 2014, but I couldn't race because I'd had an injury to my hand, so I just volunteered and got the free race, and uh, I actually met Joe Decina for the first time there. I was working with the the vendor that sold the huge, like, turkey leg drumsticks. These things were ginormous. And uh, Joe DeSina came over and talked to us, and I didn't realize who it was until after we walked away. Um, but, yeah, so I did that, and then I used that race code. Me and Amber decided we wanted to take a weekend away, and we went to Montana so that I could do the Montana race with that free race code. And then we volunteered that Friday before the race, before the Beast, and got two more free races. Um... And as I've said before, Montana was a brutal course. That first year, I saw like mile marker like 17 or 18, and I wanted to punch someone in the face. Um, it was horrible. I mean, I guess horrible isn't the right word. It was challenging. It was more challenging than I was ready for at that time. But it was kind of one of those things. Anyone who knows me, once I start something, I just kind of keep going. Um, but that race, if it hadn't been for Drew and hadn't been for Jason, I probably would have quit. Um, I got. To, I met them probably about four or five hours in. And I was destroyed. I was done. I didn't want to do it anymore. My knee was killing me, you know. And I ran into, you know, Drew and Jason, and just started talking to them. I recognized, you know, the Beast logo on Drew's shirt, and just started talking to them. And they, they kind of kept me going. Um, from what I've heard from Drew on one of the other, uh, you know, ones that we did this episodes, he uh, said I, I kind of did the same for him and Jason. Just kind of kept them going, and it, it was. Honestly, when I finished, I didn't want to do it anymore. I'm like, this is it. This is going to be my one and only Spartan medal. I don't want to do this anymore. 
This was stupid. Um, but really, by the time we were on the car ride home, I was, you know, looking up to see when the next races were because, well, I earned two free races, so I might as well use them. And then that year, I ended up doing Washougal, and then that was the first year that they did the Super in Seattle, but it was in October. The first year of, in Seattle, the Super was in October. So I did that Super and the Hurricane Heat that day. That was my first Hurricane Heat and my first Super to end my 2015 season with the trifecta and Hurricane Heat. Um, and then come in April, all of a sudden they moved the Super to April. And then I did that Super and then the Hurricane Heat there. And that's where Dingo was the uh, was one of the members. I mean, he was with us. He was one of the participants. He wasn't the cadre or anything. He was one of the participants. And uh, he... Uh, that's where the pretty Mike came from. Uh, the whole night, uh, Dingo kept calling me pretty Mike. Um, and that was a time when we did the, it was like a four hour bucket carry. It was horrible. And we went up the big hill that got shut down because people fell down it. Um, <laughs> and dumped rocks on that hill. Uh, it was, it was interesting, you know. And then, I, and that was my last hurricane heat. I never did one after that. It just, it's not something I was, really into it wasn't something I enjoyed um, I think maybe if I can finally lose this weight and do like I keep trying to I think I might change my mind on that because I felt like the whole time during that hurricane heat that I was that guy I was that guy that was holding the rest of the group up um, that was one of the few times though I didn't wait to go under the, the dunk wall I just dunked and went uh, because my team was I knew everybody else during the hurricane heat was doing their planks until I finished so I just dove underneath and went. Um, and that was one of those ones too that a lot of people don't remember is, I think there was two or three dunk walls in a row. Oh. Wow. It was insane, it, it was a crazy, it was a fun race though, I mean, it, it, it always is. Um, and that year, 2016, was obviously the year I broke my foot. I did uh, Seattle both days and then did Montana both days and that was also the the 13 hour montana year um because yeah, you guys had a picnic we did not have a picnic well okay yes we did have a picnic there was a picnic on that rift but there was both stevie and jody were hurt stevie rolled her ankle and stevie or yeah stevie rolled her ankle and jody had hurt her hip and there was a point where we stopped for a minute to give them a break and basically of course once we sat down for a second to eat something and whatever of course that's when Brandon showed up and accused us of having a picnic <laughs> it wasn't really a picnic we just stopped for a minute to take a break and have something to eat um, we needed fuel <laughs> and then that was also the race where we caught Emily who was uh, she was broken definitely broken shuffled her feet and giggled for pretty much four miles uh, doesn't remember half the stuff that happened during that trip uh, then those four miles she was broken mentally, but we got her through the race, and there was a huge change in Emily after that. She changed everything, her diet, her exercise, and she lost a lot of weight and came back so much stronger the next year, um, which is a huge, I mean, it was huge to see. I, I love I love Em, so I mean, to see her do that was amazing. Um, then later that year, we did the, uh, I broke my foot. It was a little bit after Montana. Yeah. Um, I broke my foot and it wasn't even, it wasn't a small break. 
Like I've said before, if anyone I have pictures of the the X-rays, it was not pretty. Uh, it was heartbreaking. Um, I finally I was getting into the shape I wanted to be. I lost a bunch of weight. I was down close to two hundred pounds, which had been a while since I'd been that that's that low, and it was heartbreaking to have that much work and then all of a sudden I broke my foot. And I made the mistake of, well, my foot's broke, I can't do anything. Um, I should have made a better decision and said, okay, my foot's broke, what can I do that doesn't involve my foot to keep myself from gaining the weight back? And I didn't. So, um, yeah, since I did that, then I've gained a bunch of the weight back, um, which is what I'm fighting now. And then that was a year that you kind of took over a lot of my runs. Um, You did, you know, Vital Frog in my place, you did, you know... Washougal for the first time in my place that year. Yeah, and that uh, was when I met Dingo. Yeah. Yeah. And Dingo's cool. I, I love Dingo. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. Um, that, that was a, a fun summer, not really. But, uh, so, you know, broke my foot. That's also, you know, we moved, we we did Hawaii. And Hawaii was, that was the year, you know, my first DNF. My only DNF was Hawaii and you know everyone's like you were in a boot I'm like I know but it was still a DNF and it still bothered me a lot um probably the hardest thing I went through in racing um was that DNF like literally I finished and I didn't want to be around anybody and anybody who's been to the Hawaii course knows there's this if you walk down the hill there's a a beach about a quarter of a mile away and I just walked to the beach I'm like I'm done I don't want to be around people I don't want to hear that the, the noise of the metals chinking together and clinking, you know what I'm talking about. You've been to a race, this Spartan yeah. race, when you got the, the metal hitting the way, the pie piece yeah. as they walk was the worst sound I've ever heard that day. It was horrible because I knew I wasn't going to hear that sound myself. And I walked down to the end of the beach and pretty much stripped down to my underwear and jumped in the, in the ocean and just did not want to talk to people, didn't want to do anything. Uh, my first post on Facebook after that was because I knew people were following me on, you know, the the Spartan thing was I did not finish. I didn't want to talk about it, you know, and that was it. You know, so it's kind of one of those. I wanted everyone to know I didn't finish, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to deal with it. Um, I pretty much told Brandon Chin at that point. I'm like, I don't think I'm racing tomorrow. I'm done. My weekend's over. I don't want to deal with it. And Brandon basically flat out told me, he's like, fine, if you're not running, I'm not running. And I'm like, well, you're, you're a prick at this point. So, so I decided to go back and I did the super. The super was, it was brutal still. Um, but I was able to get through it. Um, we got to a point where I knew that at the pace I was moving, we were never going to get back in time to be able to do the sprint. And that's when I told everyone to leave me, just go. Um, the hardest thing was convincing them to do it. Brandon and Elise and Stevie and Jody and everyone that was with us was like, nope, we're not leaving you. And I'm like, you need to go. Get out of here. Because if you don't go, you're not going to make it in time to do, you know, to, to do the sprint. So I finally convinced them to leave and I finished the race by myself. I ran into Laura Messner, which was really cool. It was the first time I met her was right there um, at the, the, the spear throw, because I'll be honest, I missed it. One of the few times I missed, and Laura looks at me, and she says, no one saw it, just do it again. And I did it again, I hit it, which was awesome. Um, 
So I mean, that, that that was great. I mean, it was it was a hard weekend to DNF and to come away with. I was hoping to come away with all three medals. I came away with one, uh, which was not my plan. And I still double double trifected in 2016. And then we got evicted. <laughs> yes, and we got evicted. Actually, we got evicted before we left. Yeah. We knew about it, but we had to move as soon as we got back, which was awesome with a broken foot. But honestly, I like our new house a lot better, so it worked out in the end. Yeah. I mean, positive, it worked out in the end. I, I like our new house better. Um, it, it appears Benton's doing so much better at Rogers than he did at Hazen. So, I never actually went to Hazen. Well, McKnight, Renton, whatever, Renton, <laughs> ghetto. But, um,. <laughs> Sorry for anybody who lives in Renton, but ghetto. And <laughs> yeah, and moving gave us a chance to meet some of the beasts yeah, for the first time. That was the first time I met T- James Tinko. Um, yeah. Never met him before, and Brandon just drug him along so he could help us move. Uh, Jesse helped us move. Christina was here. I, I mean, that's what I love about the beast. It's just one of those things that's like, hey, guys, we've got to move. I need some help. And Brandon and Jody and Christina and Jesse and James never even met him show up. You know, it was awesome. And and that's why I love my beast. Is I know in a... Unlike, they're real family. There's a family you're born with and then there's a family you choose. And so far right now, the family I choose is the beasts. And they're the family that I, I, I know will be there. If my, my life could fall apart tomorrow, and I know the beast would help me out and get me back on track. Which is awesome. It's awesome. Um, yeah, so, you know, like I said, 2016 was, that was kind of my year. You know, ended with the Seattle, the Seattle Beast. I did do the Seattle Beast um, to get my second trifecta. It was, that was the first race. I was trying to think. I don't think I had a boot on during the Beast. I think I, I had know. the boost. I think I was able to wear a shoe for the first time. Like right then. I can't remember for sure. Or maybe I didn't. I don't remember for sure. I can't remember if I wore a boot on that, that beast or not. Um, I do know a lot of people questioned because I was signed up to do the Tough Mud. I was going to volunteer and then race. And I ended up not doing it. And part of the reason was is because they finally took me out of the boot. So I must have done Seattle on a boot. I don't remember. Hmm. No, uh-huh. I don't think I did. I think Seattle was after the Tough Mud. I don't remember. But... I didn't do Tough Mudder because it was literally like a week after they took me out of the boot. So I didn't have the boot. In Hawaii, I had the boot on to protect my foot. You know, so if my foot took a jostle, got hit or whatever, it was, I had the boot there to protect it. And I didn't want to do a race without it. I was afraid, you know, I didn't want to re-injure that. It was a pretty bad injury. I didn't want to redo it. So I didn't do that. Um, But 2016, it was a tough year because of the broken foot. But my beasts were there to, to help me. 2017 was better. You know, it was a better year. I had fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I got three times trifecta. I went to Hawaii. I still did not get all three done. I got really, really sick on the beast in Hawaii. Um, Actually, going back a little bit, Montana, I tore a a muscle in my pec and my bicep. So I didn't run the, the sprint the next day. I just did the beast. Um... But it was fun. I mean, I got my triple trifecta. I did that. Um, I quit smoking in July of that year, right before we left for Hawaii. Which, amazingly, they don't lie. You gain some weight after you quit smoking. It sucks. 
but you know it is what it is so yeah that that was an interesting year um, nothing really special happened after that it was just kind of I just kind of did all the races and did it um, there was the beast in Seattle though that was special because of not me it was special because of uh, Christine and Serena uh, Christina never done her uh, a full beast and that was her first one and she she had issues um, Chris had some issues during that race there was a couple times she was ready to just give up and walk away and we convinced her to keep going um, and she finished it and I, I've never seen someone so emotional and cry and everything like she did when she finished that race it was amazing to see that it was an awesome feeling to get her through that um, yeah so let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor. So it'll be a small pause and then we'll be back. Gray's Harbor Unders makes the performance-based layer clothing you want and need. Whether you work, hunt, hike, fish, run, or ride in the great outdoors. If you work up a sweat, Gray's Harbor Unders are for you because their unique dual-layer fabric removes moisture from your body and keeps your skin dry, even when the outer layer is completely wet. It's a base layer like no other. Get you some at ghunders.com. That's ghunders.com for the best performance-based layer you'll ever wear. All right, we're back from break. So I know I've been blabbing on and on about kind of my my history with racing um, Spartans. I mean, I've done the other ones. This year was a fun year. You know, once this year started, me and Benton, we did, uh, what? Well, we've done a few. We've done the Spartans, obviously. Yeah. I got my double trifecta again this year. Um, no triple because of, once again, Hawaii. You know, stupid lane. But we did some other races I hadn't done before. I, I did terrain race for the first time this year. Um, I didn't get to do Rugged. Rugged was really fun. I did that last year. Uh, it was a fun race. Um, but I didn't get to do that this year because uh, Rumlinger Farms decided that they weren't going to have obstacle course races there anymore. So Rugged didn't have a location. I uh, didn't have a venue. So they didn't come back this year. Um, but we did terrain twice. We did terrain up in, Mon up in Monroe, which yeah. was a little bit interesting. It was on a, a, a track, a race car track which made it interesting because of the asphalt. And um, I don't know, I mean, my Innovate Talons are amazing for being in the mud and stuff like that, but uh, trying to do a race car track and on asphalt, they do not, they're not so hot. They're not so good at that. Um, what did you think of terrain, Ben? Uh, the, the Monroe terrain. It was, it was fun. I met uh, Trevor, what was his name, I think? I think it was Travis. Travis? I don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> if He's as bad as Nate with names as I am, so. I'm usually pretty good. Uh, and I met a few really cool people on that race. Uh, it was it was a little bit challenging, too. Uh, there was a few obstacles that I had some trouble with. Uh, like the the like cargo net that was suspended yeah. above the ground I had some trouble with that uh, but you're like guardian angel that pops up all the freaking time at those races showed up right at the yeah. right time so just so you know his guardian angel is Jesse and I don't know what it is but every time Ben's having problems on an obstacle that's up high with like a cargo net 
all of a sudden, bam, there's Jesse, and Jesse's helping him over, and it's like, where did you come from? <laughs> so Yeah, every race, man. Yeah, he did it at the last race, the, the A-frame cargo. Yeah. Ben was going, I mean, and for those that know Benton, the first time we did a race together, and he was going over the A-frame cargo, it took a while yeah. to talk him up and over that. And I'm pretty sure, I think Jesse was there at that one, too. And it took a while to talk him up and over. Benton has had issues with heights for a long time, so I've been really proud of him and how he's come along on those, where he's doing, going up and over those without much thought now. Um, yeah. So it, it's pretty good. I mean, at Warrior, he went up and over. They had a, it was kind of a slip wall, but it was a slip wall with two by fours to walk on. You could really just kind of walk right up it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Benton went right up and over that without a thought. Yeah, so. I barely used the rope. Yeah. So, I mean... I don't it, like ropes. Yeah. Not really. Hey, I've got a nice scar on my... Right here. My right hand. I think hand. that's part of it. My right <laughs> hand from the Washougal the first year. I fell down the, the slip wall three times, and when I was sliding down, my hand was... The rope was underneath my hand, and I got a rope burn that actually cut into my wrist. Yeah, but, and that first Spartan I did... Uh, back in Washougal, uh, 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it was the first time I'd attempted the slip wall, and I slipped, and I avoided hitting my head, but I hit my chest really hard, and it knocked the air right out of me. And ever since then, I've had a lot of trouble, like with slip walls, like yeah. psyching myself up to do them. And, and that's that's the hard part on a lot of these. A lot of it's mental. You give yourself like a mental like mental issues on some of these, and you know I do it too. I mean, there's a few like for me, like I told a lot of people, and anyone who's raced with me knows one of the hardest obstacles for me to do dunk wall, dunk yeah. wall. The easiest, the stupidest. You put your head underwater and you go underneath the wall, yeah. and it's one of the hardest ones for me to do. I just mentally have a problem putting my head underwater I can't see into. Yeah, yeah. You have the dunk wall, I have the slip wall. It's I mean everyone's yeah. got their, their their one obstacle that they, you know, have issues with. I mean and there's some for me that you'd think I would, but I don't, like the monkey bars. For whatever reason I can cruise yeah. right through them almost every time. Washugal I had a problem because they literally the uh it rained right before I got there. Yeah. And I was about halfway through, and I grabbed one, and it felt like I put my hand in snot. It was so slip, slippery. Yeah, slippery. I just slipped right off, you know. And, and it was just like, dang it. So, you know, we all have those obstacles. We all have those things, even in life or in races or whatever, where we just mentally we, we kill ourselves and we, we can't do it. Um, so you just got to get past that mental part. Um, I did... The, this last race we did, the Beast, I went right underneath it. It was one of those. It was me, Jody, and Lisa, Lisa Ann. And we got there, and me and Lisa were there. We like, Jody, come on. We grabbed hands, and all three of us just right under. Didn't even think about it. Um, so I just need to work on doing that every time. Just go right under and just go. Yeah, and you lost your sunglasses, Again. like usual. <laughs> Shut up. That's why I have, like, $5 sunglasses when I race. Most times, I just it, I have a pair of sunglasses that I've had forever that are beat up and scratched and whatever, and I'm like, I was going to throw them out anyway, so I use them for race glasses so that I have... Most time they get pushed up on my head anyway, I don't even know why I wear them. <laughs> but 
And after the first water obstacle, they, you can't put them on because you can't see through them. And it's not like you can use your shirt to wipe them off. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's one of those things. It's just something I do. Um, so, yeah, that was terrain. That was the first one. Uh, what did you think about the second terrain um, down in Olympia? I don't really remember too much about that one. You really need to work on your memory. Yeah, I, I mean, do. I don't know if it's in ginkgo, biloba, or whatever it is you're supposed to take from memory, because you seem to be losing yours. You've got Alzheimer's <laughs> at 16. But that one was fun. And the one thing that I really liked about that one was me and JP, who, who is like the, the race director for at uh, Terrain, we talked multiple times before that race. And I told him one of the big issues I had with Seattle races is they're so flat this is Washington. We have huge mountains. We have all this stuff. Why do we have all these flat races? Well, apparently JP listened <laughs> because there was so many hills on that thing. I almost wanted to punch him for listening to me, but it was perfect. I mean, it was awesome. I, I loved it. Um, so that was awesome. And, and what was cool was is literally we'd been at that exact same venue, like less than a month earlier. Yeah. For dirty like a dash. week earlier. Yeah. For dirty dash. So to see the way that two different race companies use the exact same venue was amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, you were expecting it to be, I mean, not to sound bad, but Dirty Dash is usually isn't that hard of a race. It's, you know, a lot of mud, and that's how the, kind of their thing. They yeah. A lot of mud. Um, and Terrain used the exact same location, and it became a hill fest. And it was so weird to see, you know, literally within a couple weeks of itself, Two different venue or two different race races with the same venue do so much different. Yeah. But it was the same with Train and Olympia and Monroe was to see the same race do so many two completely different races. You know, Monroe was a flat, you know, quick race where Olympia was hills after hills after hills. It was crazy. Um. So we did that one. Uh, like I said, we did Warrior the, a couple weeks ago. That was a good one. Um, this has been a fun year. It's been a fun year. This has been a year for me that's kind of been a, I don't know, a, a year of revelation, I guess, for me. I need to pull my head out of my butt and actually start really, you know, hitting the gym and doing what I've been wanting to do. Um, I've used my foot as an excuse for a long time. And I think part of my problem is, is I kept, you know, I've said it before, I... I I've ran. That was my way of losing weight the last couple times, and my cardio was running. And I can't. Not with my foot the way it is. I can't do that as my only cardio. So me and Benton have come up with a plan. We've just got to make sure we wake up in the morning. That's the hard part. Yeah. Um, and we're going to start going to the Y in the morning and do cardio for half an hour or so, then jump in the pool for a while, and then uh, jump in the sauna. Um, and the sauna mainly because... I plan on doing a Hawaii again, and one of the biggest obstacles in Hawaii that everyone forgets about is that humidity. Um, and I figure if I can do breathe in the humid 180 degree thing in the sauna, then I should do better in Hawaii this year. I'm on my breathing, so um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it should be fun. Um, there's going to be a lot more of these episodes, a lot more, you know. Renerdish or not Renerdish, sorry, that's my <laughs> other podcast. My brain went the wrong way. Shameless plug. <laughs> shameless plug, shameless plug, haha. -ha. Um, while we're at it, I'm also on a radio show called Comedy of Errors on Friday or Saturdays at 5 p.m. 
on NWCZ Radio, which is an internet radio station. NWCZ.com. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Benton's on there too, but um, he's his name is Demon Spawn, and on both Re Nerdish and uh, Comedy of Errors, my name is Brandon Valentine. So there's shameless plugs for my other projects. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing that's fun about you know the whole beast and something I don't mention a whole lot is doing these podcasts. You know, I, I meet a lot of people that talk to me about how much they love these podcasts and how much they listen and. Uh, I don't think about it that much. I'll be honest with you. I've very rarely listened to the podcast. I mean, I'm there. I'm, I'm speaking. I'm, I was there when it was recorded. The yeah. ones I usually listen to are like ones Adam does or something, or I'll have somebody else, a guest, a guest do a, a podcast for me, you know. And then I'll listen to those just because, you know, I'm not in it and I don't want to hear my own voice. Um, I, I'm my own worst critic. If I listened to every episode, they would be like two minutes long because I would cut out pretty much everything I say because I think I sound like an idiot. Yeah. But, hey, what, are you agreeing that I sound like an idiot or <laughs> that I, that's how my brain works? That is how my brain works. Um, I do comedy, and that's one of the problems I have with my comedy is I'll go back and listen to them so I can try and see how my jokes worked, and I just pick apart everything I did wrong. Um, I have my own worst critic. I've always been that way. Um, so... The podcasts are fun. Um, it's one of those things. Adam came to me in 2016 or 17, 2017 in Montana and asked me how, if there was something I wanted to do with within the group um, that I was, con I'm considered one of the OG beasts and, uh, you know, if there's something I wanted to do and I was like, what, what am I going to do? Um, you know, I, I don't have any any talents that I could think of. Um, you know, I, I don't have any talents that I can think of, and I don't know why you'd want me to do anything. I mean, no one's going to listen to me, you know. And Adam's like, no, man, you're, you're a leader. Everyone, you know, everyone, people look up to you. And I'm like, but why? You know, I never see that myself. I even have a joke in my comedy where I talk about, you know, I was a manager, and I'm like, yes, look at me. That's exactly what you think about in a manager, fat Spicoli. But, <laughs> I mean... It's. I just didn't think of that there was anything that I could contribute to this group, and it, and it took about six or seven months before me and Adam finally decided on, hey, you know, I do podcasts, I do radio shows, maybe I should do a podcast for Beast, you know, for the Beast, and we came up with the Beast Net because um, eventually we would like this to grow and become a network of podcasts, and maybe have some other people do do podcasts, you know, but that's something in the, in the future. Um, so yeah. I mean, that's really kind of my story. I've never really completely, like, laid it out like that. But I just kind of thought maybe some people might be interested. Um, probably not, but, you know, you never know. <laughs> um, so and my goal for this next year is, you know, to hit the gym with Benton in the morning. I want to come back. And, you know, for me, it's not usually weight that I think about. It's how I feel. And that's probably my one problem right now. I know I don't feel right. I don't feel like I should. Um, I need to drop... I mean, you know, I keep saying weight, but it's really not just the weight. I need to get healthy, you know. I posted a picture of myself that, you know, from when I was a teenager and said, I, I know I'll never get back to there again. And a lot of people took that as a negative that I was saying that, you know, oh, I'll never get, you know, there. And it's like, partly I don't want to get back to there. Um, one, in that picture, I'm 150 pounds. Um, and I'm not healthy, though. 
I'm not a healthy 150 pounds. At that point, I mean, if you look at the picture, there's a cigarette in my hand. I was doing a lot of other things that were not healthy for my body. Um, what I want to do now, my goal now is to get healthy. I want to, you know, lose the weight I need to, and if it's not weight, lose the fat I need to lose. You know, replace it with muscle. Um, get back to a healthy, healthy body. Um, and come back to these races. I don't ever plan on being a competitor. Um, I don't want to be a competitor. That's not my personality. My personality is to help others and help others get through it. But I also don't want to be the last person anymore. Um, and for people that don't know, if you look at my, my, my record, I have been the last person on more than one occasion. Maybe not the last person finishing, but the last person time-wise on multiple occasions. Um, but, you know, people point out that a lot of times I'm helping someone. But this year... There was multiple times that I didn't feel like I was helping. I was going slow because I was helping people. I was going slow because I was slow. And that bothers me. If I'm going slow and it takes me six hours to do a sprint, but I'm helping somebody who has never been able to do one and is out of shape and wants to do it anyway, then I'm fine with that. I'm okay with that. But if I take six hours to finish a sprint because I'm slow, there's a problem. And that's where I, you know, I'm not saying it took me six hours to do a sprint this year. I think it was four. I don't know. But <laughs> it was, it was, you know, and I was helping somebody, so that, that was fine. But on some of my other races, it, it took me long, a long time to get them done, and it was my fault. I felt like I was keeping the group, the, the group behind. Serena will tell me that I'm full of it, but that, you know, it was both of us. But it felt that way to me, and that's, I don't want to feel that way next year. I want to be able to go and just enjoy the races and have fun. I don't want any more injuries. I want to be able to do what I plan. You know, like Seattle this year, I did do both. You know, this super in the sprint. Spontana, I didn't because I didn't feel good after the, the, the beast. Um, I think I didn't. What did I? I don't know. I hurt my knee. Or, no, I dislocated my shoulder in Montana this year. So I decided not to do the sprint. Um, and that was the second year in a row I had an injury that kept me from doing the second day um, in Vegas I didn't do the sprint I actually gave my, my entry to Randy uh, and I didn't do it because I didn't feel good after the, the you know I, I had problems I was having problems breathing and I didn't feel good um, so there's a bunch of races where I didn't do what I planned on doing and it's because of my health and my, my own choices so I need to work on those choices and make better choices this coming year um, Ben's going to hold me accountable because if he doesn't I'm going to punch him in the head what? <laughs> Don't worry, people. I'm really not going to punch him in the head that hard. <laughs> He's not 18 yet. I can't do that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No. But. <laughs> All right. Uh, is there anything you want to say to the listeners before we go? Uh, no. It's a long way to get to no. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, nope. <laughs> so, all right. It's thank you guys for listening to me. I know this has been a weird episode where we've just kind of blabbed on and blah blah blah, but it's some stuff I wanted to talk about and, and just kind of get out there. Um, yeah. So thank you all for listening. Um, there will be some fun episodes. I, I've got some fun episodes planned coming up. Um, I'm working with a few people to get some some good ones going, and uh, yeah. Have some fun with this. Keep this going. We're coming up on the one year. 
in November, I believe. I'll have to look at the calendar, find out exactly when we hit our one year of, of Reinerdish podcast. Um, God, I did it again. again. <laughs> I did the shameless plug again. The one year of BeastNet. Reinerdish has been going for two and a half years. But, um, <laughs> so, the one year of BeastNet is coming up. Um, it's going to be, I've, I'm building in my brain what I want to do for that one year show. I want to have some fun with it. Um, it'll probably be a, a midweek episode, I think. You know, it'll probably be one of those times where there's two episodes that week because I'm going to have one that comes out not on Monday, but comes out on the one-year anniversary. So um, thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the BeastNet podcast brought to you by Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at beastocr.com.